0: The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why we decided it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues of trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Erika. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you too. All right. So let's jump into uh, some of these buzzwords uh, this morning. Hangang Festival, uh, namely Seoul's biggest summer festival, is apparently to kick off on Friday.
1: That's right, that's tomorrow. Uh, the Hangang River Festival summer Um, is, uh, yeah, like you said, it's the biggest summer festival organized by uh, the Seoul City government. It's going to feature concerts, movie screenings, uh, all sorts of leisure, hands-on activities along Seoul's main river. Mm. Um, The city government announced in a press release uh, that this year's festival uh, is going to last through August 20th across eight different uh, hangang river parks uh, offering a total of 24 programs 15 of them uh, are going to be free of charge. Uh, and some of these programs, of course, uh,
0: require uh, reservations in advance. You know what I used to love about traveling to places like New York City and London were movies in the park. It's such yeah. a simple idea, but I don't know. It feels extraordinary being outdoors, even if it's a little bit hot and tropical nights, humidity, whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: not bad enough. I mean, I love watching uh, movies outdoors as well. On rooftops, yeah. even on summer nights, is so much fun, you yeah. know? You know, a
0: drinking hand with friends. I went to a private event in Yongsan and it was awesome. It was just for three days in the month of June and it was on the rooftop of one of these major complexes oh. in the Yongsan district and it was so fun. And we literally saw the sunset, not really good for the movie watching experience. <laughs> it's a little right. distracting, but it was so much fun. Something similar to happen uh, by yeah. the Hangang Parks. Let's That's talk right. about these specific events that will be held.
1: Yes, yeah, so um, over at Yoido Hangang Kongon Park in Yeongdeungpo District, uh, there's going to be a music festival that sort of like brings together jazz and traditional Korean music. That's going to be held tomorrow, Friday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, this Saturday and next Saturday, mm-hmm. August 12th, there is going to be a DJ party from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. But interestingly, this DJ party is called Silent yeah. DJ Party. Now, why? Uh, because participants apparently uh, will hear music through wireless headphones. <laughs> so unless you're wearing a headphone, it's just going to be a bunch of people
0: dancing to music. <laughs> be silent. I need someone to put that on video. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Because I kid you not, when I was growing up, because we grew up in such a suburban area, like house parties were frowned upon. And so we thought this might be a clever idea. Everyone have headphones, sync it together and play the same music. We we never did it because it just sounded so silly. And, you know, from anyone who didn't have headphones, it would just look like everyone bobbing their heads to nothing. and this is gonna uh, be hilarious. That's exactly it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to watch those people too. That sounds fun. Uh, there's also yeah. going to be a, a lot of performances too, right?
1: Yeah, you know what? There's basically something happening every weekend until August 20th. So next Friday and Saturday from 8pm to 9pm, uh, there's going to be a breakdancing performance. There's also a fire performance. I have no idea what that is about, but it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds fun, though. It sounds exciting. Yeah. All right. So about that uh, movie screening outdoors, what kind of films will be shown?
1: Uh, so four movies are going to be screened during the festival. Uh, the movies include Minari and A Dog's Journey. Uh, those films will be screened over at Yoido Hangang Park on August 19th and 20th, respectively, from 8 p.m., to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Now, on that same day, during that same time slot, Little Forest and La La Land are going to be screened at Mangwon, Hangang Park in uh, Mapo-gu District. Now, there is also going to be a boat race. Yeah. Uh, this boat race is kind of special. I mean, it's, it's on the news every time it happens. So participants have to basically pedal boats made out of uh, recyclable materials such as plastic bottles and cans. Mm. And uh, that race is going to take place next weekend Mm. at Jungshil Hangang Park. A total of 100 teams are going to compete on each day on the 12th and the 13th. And it costs 20,000 won to participate. That's Mm. roughly $16.
0: I was not brave enough to try, but I went for moral support when my friends tried it. It's just really Uh, fun to uh, watch your friends. (laughs) Oh my Goodness, my goodness <laughs> their boat wasn't very good <laughs> But that's but half the fun they didn't fall into the water yeah yeah that's what i said i was like at least you're floating i mean you're not ahead of the race but
1: you're floating <laughs> <Fun> though yeah
0: <laughs> all right so how can we make reservations to enter this boat race
1: Yes, yeah, so you can make reservations through the city government's sole public service reservation system. Mm. Uh, teams that return to the finish line the fastest or have the most interesting boats are going to receive some special prizes like e-bikes and Han River Ferry Cruise Ride tickets. <laughs> um, other events uh, that will you know take place along the eight different Han River parks include night marathons, yoga sessions, Uh, water safety classes, drone demonstrations, and canoeing uh, programs as well. So, you know, a lot going on. So make sure to go onto the website and check out all the schedule and all the events taking place. And uh, note that, as always, some of the programs may get canceled or postponed if there is heavy
0: rain. All right. Subject to change, depending on weather, as it is outdoors. (laughs) On to our second story today. Uh, Prime Minister uh, of Canada, Justin Trudeau, thanked South Korean firefighters for dispatching a pretty massive team to put out their wildfires.
1: That's right. So Justin Trudeau uh, recently met with the Korea Disaster Relief Team Mm. to express his uh, heartfelt gratitude for their assistance in helping extinguish the wildfires in Quebec. Um, on August 1st, uh, local time, he took to his Twitter account and he posted a video which uh, showed him aboard the airplane with the South Korean emergency rescue team just before their departure back home to South Korea. Uh, in the video, he is seen standing in front of the South Korean team uh, saying, uh, This, I wanna thank you so much for being away from your families these past weeks for coming to this uh, other side of the world to be there to help our communities and our people. We will never forget it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being there. Now, um, he went a step further. He said in Korean and that prompted a whole <laughs> bunch of cheers and applause from everybody on board that airplane. Um, he also wrote on his Twitter, uh, that uh, the firefighters' dedication was heroic and uh, he thanked them again for their
0: commitment to the Canadian people. So in response to the surprise visit by the Canadian Prime Minister, President Yoon Sunger also responded on Twitter.
1: Yeah, that's right. So the South Korean president uh, described the latest relief efforts as a significant turning point in strengthening the friendly relations between uh, South Korea and Canada. Now this unexpected in-flight visit uh, came together at the last minute when uh, the Canadian Prime Minister Uh, He was on a business trip, actually, and he found himself at Ottawa Airport Ah. right at the same time. The plane carrying the
0: South Korean rescue team was getting ready to return home. For his security team, I'm not sure if that's an exciting change. But oh, gosh. <laughs> but, but something about that story, when it's that authentic, it's more yeah. heartfelt. It has a power to move. Now, the South Korean rescue team that was dispatched to Canada for a month-long operation was made up of a total of 152 service members.
1: That's right. Uh, they were from the Korea Forest Service, the National Fire Agency, the Korea International Cooperation Agency. Uh, There were also three members from the National Medical Center and six from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Um, So it was a month-long operation. The team worked together with the U.S. Emergency Services at a location 500 meters, kilometers or so from Ottawa. And uh, before they departed for South Korea, uh, the team paid their respects and also observed a moment of silence at a war memorial in Ottawa. Um, and uh, they they commemorated the sacrifices made by Canadian soldiers uh, that were dispatched and killed during the Korean War.
0: Even to the very last minute, it was a jam packed schedule. Hmm. Yep, that's right. All right, and on to our final story of the day. Now, now I've seen it all. Would you ever be brave enough to travel the world for ten years without ever getting on a plane? And this man did so. And Apparently yeah. he liked it. <laughs> uh,
1: you know what? I've actually been sort of following this man. No. Uh, yes, these past three or so years, because his story is so fascinating. Now, his name is Thor Thor. Peterson, uh, he's a Danish adventurer. And uh, on July 26th last week, he arrived home after 10 years of nonstop traveling. And uh, his goal when he set off on this epic journey was to become the first person ever to reach every single country in the world in an unbroken journey without ever flying. And that meant he he traveled by hundreds of buses, trains, ships and boats of every kind <laughs> imaginable, shared taxis, shared motorcycles, public transportation, of course, because they're everywhere and cheap. And in total, he ended up reaching 203 countries, which is more than the official number of countries recognized
0: by the United Nations, which is 195 countries. Is anyone else amazed by the fact that he did this in the course of a decade? 203 countries. I don't even know how. At some point, do they all kind of become blurry when you're exhausted? (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't know, but uh, you know, his, his travel videos are on on YouTube and he has a blog as well. so you can if you're interested, you can go. Okay.
0: And I think one of the biggest questions people might ask is, of course, why? <laughs> a- and why did it take him a duration of ten years? Why did yeah. he decide to embark on this journey that was clearly an inconvenience uh, from any any measurable standard.
1: You know, he had a respectable job. You know, he had a girlfriend that he was just starting a relationship with, and uh, he thought he would be done with this project of his in under four years. Um, But the reason it took him so much time was, well, vast amounts of complicated logistics, bureaucracy. Ah. For instance, he endured months-long visa delays in places like Syria, Iran, and Angola. Uh, He survived a severe case of malaria in Ghana. Uh, he navigated closed land borders and conflict zones. Mm. He had to reschedule many sailings due to broken townships. You name it, there's everything in his story. Okay, And uh, of course, there were surprises along the way as well. Uh, for instance, he was only supposed to stay in Hong Kong for four days. Mm. He only had nine countries left at this point. Mm.
0: But COVID-19 hit. And he ended up staying in Hong Kong for two years. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. I mean, yep. crazy stories ensued during the COVID nineteen pandemic. There was, I think, a Netflix documentary about this couple uh-huh. who met online, right? And they were stranded. Yep. Was it Cancun? It, it was. It was in mm-hmm. Central America. And I thought, ooh, I, that could have ended so horribly. But it turned yep. out well. And for him, I don't know what those two years entailed, but he certainly has oh a story. My God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, his final country was the Maldives. And from there, he took this massive container ship the size of three and a half soccer fields to head back home. Um, You know, uh, one of the things that I'm taking away from his story is that, uh, you know, he set out on this journey with a motto. A stranger is a friend you have never met before, and he says that he has met so many warm, friendly people who gave him meals, support, directions, and in his words, the world is in a much better place than most people are led to believe by the scary, dramatic news on
0: social media. And news channels. We take partial responsibility for it. <laughs> but I mean, a friendly reminder to all of our listeners it's the yeah. way news is designed. It's not supposed to be a doomsday scenario, right? But I mean, to be mindful uh, of that, uh, sure. But it's a much more powerful narrative when someone who has crossed 203 countries says the world is a better place. That's right. And he got married to that girlfriend he left behind 10 years ago. They got married in Hong Kong uh,
1: virtually virtually, uh, (laughs) as well. And then they finally got married face to face in
0: person in Vanuatu last year. He has all this footage. Maybe we need a documentary on Thor Pedersen. I think you should interview him on the show. Oh, a friendly reminder to our team. <laughs> Thank you so much, Erica. That was such great fun. It makes me want to travel. Maybe maybe not like the way Thor did, but <laughs> have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 AM Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input.